Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 16th of May. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Helmet of Salvation. This is part of our ongoing Bible study at MomStrong International. So if you are a part of that study, this is a great time for you to uh, to pull up your study and follow along with me. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so my family and I are out here traveling in South Carolina right now, just taking a little bit of a break. We're kind of doing a a little bit of a working vacation. I'm really excited because this podcast series is being sponsored by my friends over at Teach Them Diligently, and I will be there speaking starting tomorrow through Saturday. And so you guys, if you are anywhere in the area of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, come on over. I know that you're going to be blessed and encouraged. I think you'll be encouraged by what the Lord has laid on my heart, but it's not just me. There are some fantastic speakers there, tons of great vendors. And besides that, uh, you can come up and hug my neck. So if you're a podcast listener and you come to Myrtle Beach, um, come give me a hug. I'd love to meet you and just hear what God's doing in your life. This is uh, week seven of the MomStrong International Bible Study Series called Gird Up Girl. We are talking about strategies in spiritual warfare. And I just want to encourage you, I hope you guys are being blessed by what God is doing. If you haven't signed up yet for the Scripture Writing Challenge over at MomStrong International, we are writing our way through the book of Ephesians. And I was just talking to my husband for a few minutes before I started recording this podcast about um, the angst that I think I mentioned to you guys on Monday, the the struggle that I've been having, particularly lately with regard to social media and sort of my role in it, and am I really being helpful And he sort of has uh, encouraged me, and I hope this encourages you too a little bit. He said, you know, Billy Graham said that um, when one bold man speaks out, when one bold man shares the truth, the spines of others are stiffened. And I think sometimes I feel discouraged because I see so much of the negative stuff that's happening. But I just wanted you guys to be encouraged that the Lord is always at work. And I do think that he is working through the lives of men and women who are bold enough to speak the truth and love. The ticket is to be able to speak the truth and not let all of the other stuff, the dumpster fire that is social media, uh, uh, drag you into it or uh, singe your soul. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you to stay stay in there and stay in the fight. This week, we're talking a little bit about the helmet of salvation. And so I thought, man, Let's do, let's open, let's go ahead and open up this study in a word of prayer, because I don't know about you guys, um, I could really use just a word from the Lord and to be encouraged by his spirit and through his word. So Lord, we see that we are in a battle and day to day and hour to hour, the enemy is becoming more real and we are more aware of him. Thank you, Lord, that you're opening our eyes to the battle that's uh, raging around us. Your word says that the devil wants nothing more than to bring defeat and that his main aim is to steal and kill and destroy. And so, Father, today we declare that we trust you. We trust in your unfailing love for us, and we be- we believe in your power to protect us. Help us, Father, as we talk today about putting on the helmet of salvation, which guards our thoughts and our minds and remind us of who we are. Help us to teach your truth to anyone who has ears to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to continue on in Ephesians. We are in Ephesians 6. Today, we're going to focus on verse 17, take the helmet of salvation. 
and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So right now, today, we've already talked a little bit about the sword of the spirit. We're going to talk about it even more uh, because I think that might be the thing I'm the most passionate about is uh, talking about this, the uh, the sword of the spirit. If you haven't had a chance to download the study uh, at Kids Strong this week, we're talking about the helmet of salvation, and we're kind of um, using the analogy of a helmet that we would put on whenever we go to uh, ride a bike. But we're going to be, as we think about this and we think about in relationship to how we encourage those people around us, I want to just encourage you that the reason why we are called to put on the helmet of salvation is the very same reason that you put on a helmet when you do anything, whether it's a sport or um, a motorcycle. We want to guard our heads and what's inside your head but your brain, (laughs) all right? So um, let's talk about temptation for just a second. Because while no one can say, um, the devil made me do it, since every person is tempted by their own desires, according to James 1, the devil does lead us into temptation by inflaming our desires. We talked a little bit about this at Mailbox Monday. Um, You know, uh, maybe you've heard um, him say things like, ah, the sin's not that bad. God will forgive you. You've been working hard. You deserve a little indulgence. Um, You should be bitter. You know, that person really did hurt you. Or um, this isn't gossip. Your friend just wants to be uh, informed. Or this um, activity that God says is sin um, isn't really sin if I um, if I make it legal. If I say that I'm married, in temptation, Satan tries to lower your view of God's holiness. In other words, he wants to hide it from you, and he's going to inflate and distort your view of God's love and mercy. Is God love loving? Is he merciful? Absolutely, but it's not a license to sin. If you read Romans chapter six, verses one to two, Paul is saying, don't use the excuse of your salvation and the excuse of God's grace in your life to keep on sinning. He said, actually, go the other way. Go run the other direction. Don't sin. And so if you ever find yourself justifying sin or entertaining temptation, then I don't think you're alone. So let's think about this for just a second. What are some specific lies that Satan tries to rope us into with temptation? You guys have heard me talk about this before. Um, One of the hardest things for me uh, is just watching what I, you know, being careful what I watch on uh, Netflix or on the internet and, or even on airplanes, for goodness sake, you know? So um, I want to be putting things in my mind and and it's really going to affect my actions that please the Lord. So in the book, The Hobbit, um, Tolkien describes the formidable dragon smog. You guys are familiar with smog, right? His skin is thicker than any shield. But at one particular place, there's a chink in his armor, and that's the place where his flesh is exposed. And I want you to think about the spot in your armor where you have a spot that could be exposed, because we all have them, whether that, whether that, um, that, that soft spot is alcohol, maybe your soft spot is uh, the things you watch on Netflix, maybe your soft spot is the way that you speak about your husband, maybe it's your unwillingness to yield to God's lordship in your life, in the in the private places of your life where nobody else sees, because Satan is a master archer, and he knows just where to shoot those flaming arrows to find the weak spot in your armor. Remember last week we talked about the shield of faith, and I said, shield up, shield up, because uh, Satan is after those weak spots. My husband used to tell me that he would view Satan as a voyeur. Like, right, he's always trying, he's looking and um, he likes, he likes to wait till it's dark outside and the lights are on in our home and he's looking 
uh, in our windows and looking in our doorways, looking for any specific area of our life where he might see a weakness. And that would be what he would use to expose. When, when he sees those exposed places, you can bet that that's exactly where this master archer is going to shoot his arrows. So think about some specific uh, promises or truths that you can meditate on when the enemy comes at you with the lies of temptation or accusation. I'm always telling my kids, when you begin to fall into sin, speak it out loud. Lord, I, I believe your word is true. I'm not going to make an excuse for this in my life. I'm going to believe that your word is true because the enemy is an accuser and he will love to accuse you and stress you out and make you uh, wonder if what you're, you know, wonder if you can actually um, handle the lies of the enemy. So I want you to learn to, we always tell our children this, a helmet also protects your ears. And diabolos is the Greek word that's translated devil or diabolical, right? It's the primary meaning of this word diabolos is to lie or slander or accuse. And lying is the primary weapon that the enemy is using in the culture right now. Can you, you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you seen the lies of the enemy? So in the battle, the most important piece of armor that you have is your helmet. It protects your most vital organ, which is your mind. And in spiritual warfare, the helmet of salvation is what protects our minds against the lies of the enemy. So think with me for just a minute. What are some specific lies that the enemy is using in your life right now? Right? I mean, obviously, some of the big lies in the culture right now is that there is no such thing as male and female, right? Can't you just hear the, the, uh, the devil? You won't surely die. You're not. God doesn't care about that, right? Except for he does. There are areas in our lives where the Bible is clearly saying, run, run, run. You have an adversary. Revelation tells us about Satan's eventual eventual demise. And he knows that he's going down. He knows at the end of the day, he is going to lose this thing. And even as sometimes I get discouraged and I just think, you know what, I just would rather go into my home and start learning some new recipes and, um, you know, get off the battlefield. Uh, God says, stay on the battlefield for a whole bunch of reasons, not the least of which Satan's going down. And we already know how this thing ends. So the temptation that Satan uses, because he's after every believer, um, this is Satan's other device. In temptation, he tells us, he accuses us, he lies by saying that sin is no big deal. This is why the church has embraced the sin of homosexuality so blatantly, because they're listening to a lie of the, of the devil. Because after the sin is committed, then he tries to rip us away from thinking that we need the forgiveness of, of God. Or sometimes we'll, we will admit a sin and he'll try to convince us that the sin is the biggest thing that's ever happened to us in the world. So maybe you've heard this sort of self-talk or you've done it yourself. Um, I'm hopeless. I call myself a Christian, but I don't act like it. God's angry with me. You know, how could anybody ever forgive me? I'm not worthy of the love of God. That is the adversary. Because in accusation, and God calls the devil the accuser of the brother, and in accusation, the enemy hides God's love and unending mercy. And in so doing, what he's doing is he's overinflating uh, our sin and saying that God's mercy uh, can't cover it. And he overinflates God's holiness, making him feel unapproachable and judgmental and angry and unforgiving. So how can you tell the difference between the voice of the enemy and the voice of God? 
Well, the couple of things you can do, does the voice that you're hearing, does it bring you closer to God or push you away? The Holy Spirit's voice will always call you toward the cross and toward the mercy of God. The voice of Satan will always drive you away. And the main difference, and I've spoken about this a bunch on the podcast, is uh, understanding the difference between conviction and condemnation. So guilt in and of itself is neutral, right? It's what you do with it that counts. So once your conscience has been pricked, you've got a choice. You can either let that feeling evolve into condemnation that will put a wedge between you and God, or it can evolve into conviction that will send you running into his arms. The voice of conviction will lift you up and the voice of condemnation will push you down. That's how you know the difference. And we need to guard our hearts and our minds through defending ourselves. We're prone to do it, right? So we, how do we defend ourselves? We use the helmet of salvation. At the cross is where we find it. That's where we find our salvation, the perfect balance of God's love and holiness, confidence and humility, justice and mercy. And temptation will tempt us to view ourselves higher than we ought to while belittling God's love. But I'm here to tell you right now, this is not how God wants you to see yourself. Accusation creates a low view of yourself and a low view of your worth, and it doesn't trust in the power of God's love. If you're being accused, you know that Jesus loves you so much that he chose an agonizing death on the cross so that you don't have to suffer under guilt. Tim Keller wisely said that Christians don't just repent of their sins, they also repent of being perpetually discouraged by their sin, right? So we don't listen to the enemy. Do you guys remember that uh, when I went to the hospital, when we were struggling through my nephew's uh, injury, and we were so discouraged, I got a shirt. I found a shirt online and it said, not today, Satan. And I wore that shirt as it was kind of my bold declaration. And it's that's what you do when you put on your helmet. You wear your salvation everywhere you go. You rest in what Jesus did at the cross because it's already been finished. And then you stand firm against the lies of the enemy. And when he tries to tempt you and accuse you, you tell him exactly what I told him at the hospital. Not today, Satan. I belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has redeemed my life from the pit. I am no longer a slave to sin. I'm a child of the living God. Put on the helmet of salvation today, uh, men and women. Rest in God's unfailing love and then get out onto the battlefield. The Lord of heaven's armies is by your side. I hope you guys are having a great midweek. And I'm excited because in just a couple of days, I'm going to be coming back on the podcast with a very dear woman. Her name's Kathy Koch, and she is incredible. You guys are going to, well, A, she's got an incredible redemption story, but B, she knows a whole lot about your kids. She's going to encourage you in raising them, and uh, you guys are going to be blown away. So come back on Friday for my friend Kathy. And in the meantime, meet me over at MomStrong International. Let's stay in the Word together and trust that the Lord of Heaven's armies is never going to leave our side. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.